I am that I am, Professor Artemis Saint-Germain. Welcome to the Crimson Circle. As I get adjusted to this human body and your human environment here, welcome to the Crimson Circle, the spiritual group with an altitude. I have you know that this is among the top ten highest spots for regular spiritual gatherings anywhere in the world. I'm not sure what that means, <laughs> but it should go on the doorway. So, dear Shambra, we have many new ones listening in today. Hmm. Yes, they've found the Crimson Circle. They've searched on this word Shambra, and they're here today to find out what this is all about. I am Adamus Saint Germain. This is Shambra, and this is different than most anything else that you've seen or heard. What's different about this group other than your altitude and your attitude? Pirates! Pirates. True pirates. But uh, like an audience shot here. Look, this group is smiling. <laughs> They're enjoying their spiritual journey. <laughs> Many of you expected to tune in here and find something drab or dreary, something very filled with maybe what you call old ceremony, something taken so seriously. There we go. Something taken so seriously. But here you find smiles, <laughs> laughter, <laughs> irreverence. <laughs> no. <laughs> irreverence. And more than anything, energy moving. Energy oh yeah. Energy moving. After a hard month out there in the real world, and maybe not so real after all. But they come here from all places. They come here to, to laugh, <laughs> to smile, to have joy, <laughs> to eat chocolate, <laughs> and to listen to me. Yes. So they come here, and it's a different, it's a different energy, a different gathering. It doesn't get ponderous. Challenging at times, absolutely, because things are moving so quickly. Difficult, because it's so different than anything you've done before, and it was meant to be. You chose it that way. Remember last month I talked about, for most people, tomorrow is going to be the same as today, as it was yesterday, for most people. But for you, dear Shambra, dear listeners, you've asked to make it different. You've asked to be free. Little dramatic sin. So here we are, gathered. Oh, and what is this? Mm. Adamus. What is Adamus? It's a little sprinkle of Saint Germain with an attitude. <laughs> Not so much purple anymore, just clear. This is a little bit of Jeffrey. Some of you know him as Caldra, the messenger. Sprinkle of 
dear Linda of Isa, with that wonderful smile today. <laughs> and a lot of you, a lot of you gathered here. It is different. If you were expecting to tune in the new ones today, if you're expecting to tune in and see the channeler sleeping in the chair, reciting uh, old messages from old masters, not going to happen here. You've done that before. You've done that before. I'm going to certainly give dear Jean a hard time today. And you've done that before. No more. No more. You said it, not me. No more. Give it to us. Me, give it to myself. Clear and direct. No holding back the punches. Mm. <laughs> Linda's afraid I'm going to punch somebody. It's happened. No holding back the punches. No excuses. Uh, sorry, I have to get through here. No excuses. No. No delays. No delays. Not at all. You've said, let's go full on, head on, and just do it. So here we are, just doing it. Those of you who are tuning in for the first time, going to find it a little bit different. As Calder would say, not your mother's new age. This is <laughs> your new age. Uh, you play wild music be- right before a channel. Who would have thought? Thought that it had to be this reverent, quiet, spacey music. Not here. You thought that there would be a lot of ceremony. Not here. We're here to get to the point. Here to get to the point. I have so much fun talking with my associates at the Ascended Masters Club. We gather regularly and compare notes, of course. They working with their groups. <laughs> Me working with mine. Yes. Uh, you probably don't think it's very spiritual to have a little contest amongst Ascended Masters to see who is making more progress. But we do. What else do you have to do in your third circle? Compare notes. Drink? No. (laughs) Compare notes. We we do that when we're here. Compare notes. Talk about what's going on on Earth. And the biggest challenge that any of the Ascended Masters have right now is that you, the ones they're working with, are getting stuck. Some dreadfully stuck. Dreadfully stuck. Others so stuck that they're trying to turn backwards. Some so, so caught in old ways. Uh, not because of the Ascended Masters, because of the students. But me. Ah, I'm the proud father. <laughs> I'm the happy Buddha. Even Buddha's not so happy as I am happy. <laughs> because I'm working with you. Yeah, so what you're seeing, what you're seeing here is a blend. A blend of new energy, a new form of channeling, a new form of spirituality. The uh, I I am spirituality. Yes, have fun editing this, Vicky. Yes. <laughs> Fresh, bold, sometimes a little caustic, but don't we need that? Yes, you, not me. <laughs> So, Chambra, here we are at the end of an era, a big era, 
five different eras all converging at their final point, all at the same time. We're now in that final month. You've been studying for lifetimes. You've been taking on experiences and lessons. You've been listening to Tobias for ten years and God knows who before that, and here with me for the last few years. This is our last shout, as Jeffrey noted. Last shout in what you would say the old era. Last shout of this calendar year. Yes, we, we will gather for our end of reality. I call it the end of reality party on December 21st. We'll gather for that. But this is our last regular gathering where we connect on the internet through so many. So, being that it's the end of the eras, end of 2012, it's time for. I wish I had a little drum. It is time for. Adamus's pop quiz. And dear Linda, would you explain what is a pop quiz for those who aren't familiar with the term pop, pop quiz? Pop quiz means that he asks an unexpected question to anybody he feels like. I always do that. So you always do pop quiz. <laughs> but today we're going to focus on the end of era exam. Oh, that's the topic yes, for the, the end topic. of era exam okay. to see how much you've learned, how far you've come, and how much you just don't give a shit anymore about <laughs> about things that really don't matter. Really, that's the secret. I'll give you the answer right there. So here we are at the end of an end of an era. Uh, I would say a culmination for many of you of five, ten different lifetimes culmination of 2,000 years bringing the Christ Consciousness to this planet, the end of Atlantean eras, the end of cosmic eras. So what have we learned? What is going to happen? Linda is going to run the microphone. I will need a scribe at the board, please, somebody to write clearly. Ricky. Scribe? Ricky is scribed. Yes. So I haven't asked the question yet, but go ahead and give the answer. I don't give a shit. There you go. <laughs> Good. Good. So Adamus's pop quiz at the top. So now contemplate, think, feel for a moment. Here we are at the end of the era. Energies are shifting and changing on a global basis. Feel into this for a moment. Energies are shifting and changing. You can write global on there. Where are these energies going to show up in the next, let's say, 21 days? Doesn't have to happen on December 21st, probably won't. Probably happen before then. Think in terms of geography on this planet. Feel into it. Stop using your brain so much. It's an intuitive answer. Feel into the geography. Just imagine the globe right now. Where are the energies of this change most likely to show up, and why? Feel into it for a moment. Linda, mofo. I'd have to say. Now, would you stand, please? Uh, would, during the exam, we're going to ask everybody to stand. I yes. would say probably where the, the most people are concentrated. Which is? Um, any big city, any. Name one. New York City. New York. Let's put that on the board New York. 
global basis. Good answer. There are no wrong answers, by the way. But then there's my answer. <laughs> Always. And why New York? Why? Well, basically any place that there is a lot of mass consciousness, yes. it's going to get dicey, Good. spicy. Spicy. Uh, yeah. Give me an example of what would that look like? Uh, just what happened there just recently. Is it going to happen again? No, it'll look different, but maybe another wave of something like that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, thank you. No wrong answers. Next, global basis. Where is this energy shift going to most likely manifest and why? Yes. <laughs> well, my, thought, whoops, my thoughts were um, Central or South America. Central, why is that? I just think there's... The Mexicans uh, are all booing you right now. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, I just think there is a lot going on, and they're kind of off everybody's radar. Yes. And... <clears throat> Good. Um, Could so, you be a little more specific? South America yeah, is a large thinking, place. Yeah, I was thinking maybe Quito. Quito. Ah, that's a good one. Uh, Ecuador. Yes, good. Okay. Next. Where are these changes really going to show up? Um, what immediately came to me was Africa. Africa, why? Because I just had this sense that they're ready to open. Yeah, what did you feel would happen there in Africa? There's going to be a lot of turmoil. Such also. as? Well, like what is going on with the diamond mines yes. now. Good. Yeah. Good. Good answers so far. Pete. Pete. <coughs> Maui, Hawaii. Maui, oh. Hawaii. Why is that, Pete? You plan a trip a there soon? Of, no, I've been there many, 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 oh. many, many, many times, yes. yeah. Maui, uh, A lot of the universe or energies from... The other realms come in, especially the angels. That's true. Yeah. Good. And, and new, and new yeah. ones coming in. Yes. Yeah. Good. A little shake-up. Okay. Good. A few more. Um, I wasn't planning on this, but I can't tell if it's my mind, but I think possibly the Middle East. Middle East, Which yes. has already been happening, but there's such it a contrast happening. between the yearnings of the people and the system that keeps them oppressed, yes. and so the yearning for freedom... It's such a, a challenge there right now. Freedom. Freedom for humanity. And really, in, in a lot of ways, the birthplace of modern civilization. So what comes around goes around. Uh, and, and so much turmoil there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Good. And what would you say possibly would happen? It's not about being psychic. This is Adamus's common sense pop quiz. <laughs> it's all common sense. There, there's nothing really psychic. Yes. Well, what's been happening is uh, tensions between Israel and, per and Iran, for really? example. <laughs> I Israel and the, the Palestinians. So yes. probably, possibly those things will be amplified. Yes. And then within Israel itself, there's a lot of uh, energy being moved. And within Iran, there's a lot of energy moving, people um, on many levels mm -hmm. shifting. So mm -hmm. I hope this is the case, mm -hmm. that things will shift. These things are shifting, yeah. but sometimes shift not is always not always. Yeah. So I'm not sure it will be yeah, yeah. possible, and this is yeah. just my um, contention. <laughs> a possible yeah. invasion of Palestine uh, from the Israelis, and the, therefore the counter effects going all throughout yeah. uh, the rest of the Middle East and the world. Yes. Yeah. And we've seen any And it's right, right there. Yes. Yeah. Good. And, and this is not 
a prediction. These are just feelings into the energy. Now, what actually manifests may be totally different, but you're feeling into the energies right now. And by doing so, looking at potentials and probabilities, and also possibly helping to affect a little bit different outcome. Good. Two more, Linda. Geography, shift and change, end of an era. Where do you think it's going to pop up? I'm going to pick Sean Page to answer this question Please. because he's single and available. <laughs> oh, and Sean, you may want to stand up so everybody uh, can see your single and available self. Hi again. Um, uh, my gut feeling tells me that there's a shift going on everywhere. Yes. Everywhere you look. Yes. Uh, it just uh, it's a matter of what kind of shift. Yes. But everywhere there's change. Everywhere, everywhere. that I look anyway. And usually when there's a lot of shift and change just think in terms of a of a chain and the chain is being pulled in both directions with tremendous force which is really what's happening and something's going to give where along that chain where in the geography just from here where does it feel I like it's going to the Middle East. Middle East. I mean yeah, that's what my gut says. Good. I mean, not good that it would happen, but good that you're allowing that to come through. Good. Excellent. One more. Sean lives in Elizabeth, Colorado. You can contact Sue if you want to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless, Linda. Shameless. Shameless. Geography. <laughs> Geography. Well, we were both saying Middle East. Yeah. Middle East. It's already been taken well, Go ahead and stand so. up and tell us all about it. Well, no, if, if that's where you were, you yeah, were that's, common sense. Yeah, we were both discussing it. Why Middle East? There's just so much energy, it seems, you're always hearing in the news. Yes. It's always seem to be centralized right there. Good. Good. Thank you. I contend, feel, am seeing into, actually, first, Europe. Mm-hmm. Europe. More Southern Europe than anything. Why? A couple of reasons. Most of the structural systems that are in place on this planet right now were developed in Europe about 500 years ago. Uh, Even the beginnings of the technological age, the industrial age, uh, banking indeed, a lot of the growth of the um, uh, Christian religion was based there. A lot of the framework of what is keeping this planet loosely held into place right now originated in Europe and is still being practiced there given birth there and still very much in effect. Because a change in consciousness followed by a change in energy will generally affect the place where it was birthed, where it originated, most likely somewhere in Europe. What does that mean? It could mean a lot of different things. It could be earthquakes, which is a a fairly common sense, if we could write common sense, fairly common sense um, uh, prediction on this. It, it, could be, um, it could be an uprising, probably not uh, so much. Uh, it could be uh, very severe weather, pretty good chance of that. Why? Because consciousness affects or actually creates the weather patterns. It, there are those that will argue, those, those that will argue about anything I say, won't they? <laughs> they say it's global warming. Well, what causes global warming? Consciousness. And consciousness, whether it is about taking care of the planet or future generations or 
um, how energy is used. That consciousness causes a degree of global warming, which causes the weather changes in themselves. So it is probably Europe where you're going to see some of these uh, bringing up of energy in the changes that are taking place right now. Fortunately, the changes have been, been taking place for a long time. Fortunately, there is a lot of people that are very aware of what's going on. They're awakened, or partially awakened. So they're understanding, and in their understanding, a small part of those, small portion of those people are looking into, feeling into new potentials. Time and uh, what's going to happen in the future is not a straight line. It's not singular. There are many, many potentials. More potentials than you could possibly imagine. But enough people have been looking into different potentials, dreaming into what may, what may come next, and more than anything, taking <coughs> responsibility for their own life. That it could change all this. It could be a nice smooth transition. But if something does come up, first, Europe, southern. <clears throat> Secondly, Middle East. That's been going on along for a long time. It would come up there because the religious element uh, is so strong on this earth right now. The religious element is so powerful, more than it ever has been. Those taking sides with different religions, not accepting each other, but saying that their way is the only way, still relying on saviors and prophets and others, still afraid of God. So yes, there's a very good chance, but I would say it would be secondary to what would happen in Europe. Good. Let's take a good deep breath with that. Think in terms now of systems, structures, uh, the, yeah, stru uh, things like structures like government, like, like religion, finance, education, these type of things, uh, global systems that are in effect right now. Just feel into them. All the different structures that keep the machine ticking, that keep the matrix flowing in its very defined way. There's a lot of substructures that keep things going. Which of these structures is going to be most affected by the change? Yes. Uh, Linda's going to run the microphone, just so our wonderful listening audience can hear your words of wisdom. What's going to, what's going to be most affected? I believe it's the financial systems. Good. Financial? Uh, any other comments? Linda's on the microphone. Financial, yes. Federal Reserve. Yes. That, the International Monetary Fund. Financial, whether it's the Federal Reserve, whether it's the stock markets or anything else, the finances are the glue that really holds together everything else. It holds together governments and businesses and definitely religions and education and everything else. That's the soft spot right now. So that will be affected. What does that mean in a very practical manner to you, let's say, in the next year or two? What does that mean to you? How is it going to affect you personally? 
Edith, you don't have the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what is that going to mean to you personally? Well, uh, all the things that I'm depending on right now for my finances may not be there in the future. Yes, what do you depend on? Uh, things like Social Security, yes. pension, banks that, you know, function, even yes. though they don't pay. Do you think they're going to come in and take it away one day? Could be. Not. No, it would be slow and miserable and oh. full of agony. No, they won't do it overnight. Much, much better. Each, each day you get just a little smaller piece of bread. Uh, just a little smaller. So small you say, well, I, I can manage on that. It's just a little bit mm. yet less than yesterday. They're not going to take the whole piece of bread away because you and everybody else would riot. But every day, and pretty soon that bread is going to be like flat bread. And then it's going to be a smaller piece of flat bread. You'll learn to adjust. Oh, thank you. They know. Now, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to humanity when I say that. You learn to adjust. Taxes are going to go up, no doubt. I'm not just talking about here in the United States of America. I am talking about all over the world. There's going to be the squeeze. And yes, Edith, you are absolutely correct. Would you speak that into the microphone? What else? Oh, well, po political affairs will be in havoc, as usual. I thought you said something about bankers saying uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I said rotten banks. Oh, yes. I mean, I said banks are going to say no. <laughs> the CIA is watching you right now, Edith. Well, now they're watching. <laughs> yes, the bankers are going to say no. Everybody's going to say no. They're going to keep their money. Oh, money in here. They're going to keep their money in their pockets. Uh, it'll be, it'll be uh, held for smaller <coughs> groups of people, special people, but probably not you. You said before you're not going to rely, able to rely on these other things: Social Security, Medicare, pensions, uh, a good-paying job. We find out with your good-paying job. Every once in a while they're going to chisel back a little bit more on it until you're barely able to buy that little thin piece of bread anymore. Sounds depressing? Yes. Really? No, it's the best time to be alive. Why? Why? Here's why. Financial structures are changing right now. They have to. We've talked about it before. They're old. They're very outdated. They're not particularly fair. They, they're greedy. They, they're controlled by certain groups. It's going to open wide up. So the energies are shifting in order to do that, but sometimes things blow apart before they come back together in a new way. This is the very best time for any one of you to not rely on your pension, but to rely on you. Absolutely. Why? Because nobody else is doing it. They're all busy complaining. So you have this huge reserve of energy, uh, just pure energy. I was just doing nothing. When the money tightens up and slows down, what that means in its counterpart is the energy, a bank of energy. Without a loan officer, it only needs somebody with a password. And the password is, I am that I am. You've got this huge reserve of energy that's not moving. And it's just waiting for somebody to pick it up. That's it. It's that simple. So if you're, if you're waiting for your pension, you're waiting for a raise at work, it's not going to happen. It's going to be squeezed down time over the next few years. That's good news for you. It really is. 
absolutely the best time, bar none. Edith, more than you could ever imagine, but you have to start imagining. Yes. Yes. You think I'm totally correct. Thank you. That deserves a kiss. That was a tongue, Edith. Uh, (laughs) Good. (laughs) So the financial. Don't anybody else try that? Yes, the financial systems. Hear these words very carefully, please, because you're going to forget them tomorrow. But hear them. This is the best time. It really is. Uh, Of any. Energy is free to anyone that's willing to accept it. There are not bankers in heaven. Thank God. There are not angel bankers. There is not a financial angelic committee. There is literally no one watching over, controlling, or managing this thing we call the field of energy. No one. Anybody can walk in the doors of this bank of God energy. Walk in the doors. There's no security guards. There are no tellers. There are stacks and stacks of energy. You walk in and you take what you want, what you need, and you don't feel guilty that somebody else might not get some because there is so much. There is so much. Maybe one day you'll help them to find this place. But there are wads, bullions of energy just waiting. You have to get out of your chairs. You have to get, take those tight knickers off and just do something. Thank you. <laughs> so, good. That, that's good. Uh, one other, I'm going to say one other system that's going to be affected by all this. It's already happening. Common sense, yes. Uh, Linda's running with the microphone. You're going to stand up. Let the CIA watch you now. Um, organized religion. Organized religion. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Why? I just think people are starting to figure out that you can't depend on a savior or a mass, you know, just you can't depend on all those things. Yes. Um, and I think they're just slowly going to start figuring that out. Yes. That What's going to happen? What's already happening with organized religion? Well, I think it's kind of starting to fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe not certain sectors of it, but I, I think over time it's just going to be more and more and more. It is. And, what, and what keeps it together? Fear. I think the reason it stays here yes. is fear. Yes. They have everybody yes. under a, this block of fear. Fear. And let's go back to the previous element. What keeps it together? Money. Oh, the money. Yeah. Money. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. And, and yes. there's a, this is all common sense. This is not philosophical, spiritual, or anything. Well, it is, but it is really common sense. No. When people stop going to organized religion, religion because right. organized religion hasn't given them the power to affect change in their own life, pure and simple. They've been going along with this. Think in terms of your past lifetimes. You've been going along with it for a long time. The promise, the undelivered promise, the unfulfilled hope and dream. So people have been going along with it, and the question we ask at the Ascended Masters Club bar, are they any better off than a lifetime ago, two lifetimes ago? 
are they more creative, empowered humans? And for the most part, no. Religion hasn't brought them into their freedom at all. So people are walking away. Now, they're not necessarily walking here. They're not necessarily walking to the Cryon work or any of the other spiritual organizations uh, that, that we're involved with. They're just hiding. They don't want any more. They don't want any more rhetoric. They don't want any more promises, methods, procedures, or donation baskets in front of them. Yes, comment uh, with the mic. Oh, you got it. Yes. Um, I find it ironic that a lot of them say they're saved, and I grew up in that environment, and they're so lost. Yeah, and maybe not. Well, and maybe not. Yes. I think at the core but of a lot of things. But saved from what? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Um, but using that word to me is, I don't know if ironic is the right word, yes. but um, it just seems strange. Yes. That, and, 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 and again, and, I grew up that way, and that's all I ever heard, but now looking at things in a different light, yes. um, just saying that word in the way that they say it just doesn't make sense to me. Yes. And, and, and to a degree, there, there, is a, um, uh, there is a certain logic in it, because at a certain point they allow some outside force to be a standard for them. And I'm going to talk about that. That is my conclusion for today. Already jumping ahead to that. No, no, that's fine. Uh, but. But yes, uh, they, they had something else out there that they modeled themselves after, something they ins- inspired to be. Good. Excellent. Next question on here. So yes, basically, financial systems, next organized religions. There's a certain theory out there that when people turn their backs on church and therefore the old god, they're going to be lost, they're going to be heathens, and this world will break out in war. I contend probably not. They're going to take some time off from the rhetoric and the promises, and the fear. And actually, when they do that, when they go home on Sunday morning, and not going to church at all, but when they find themselves in a little bit of their own solitude and quiet, they'll start to understand that God is not out there, Jesus shouldn't be hanging on a cross, and they'll start to understand that there is a feeling that's going on right here, something warm and real, something that is very, very lucid and very brilliant all at the same time. And I'll start to get it that God is right here, always has been. Then they'll join together with kindred spirit, like-minded people from all around the world because technology allows it now. They'll share their stories but they won't get involved in a lot of rhetoric and processes. They won't join organizations. They'll just join together once in a while to breathe. Brilliant. Next in our pop quiz. So far you're doing very good. Excellent. Next in our pop quiz, these energies at the end of these eras are very strong. They're energies of change brought about by humans who have asked for it by consciousness that has said, let's move to a different level. On a very personal basis for you, where is this going to show up in your body, particularly in the next few weeks? Where's, and feel into that for a moment. In your body, what part of your anatomy, 
Just feel into it, because your body's already been telling you. Feel into it. Linda will now run the microphone. I'm feeling it in my stomach. Yes. Intestinal. Stomach. Yes. That area. Good. And why? It feels like there's, uh, there's elements of energy that's working there that wants to stick and yes. get stuck. And there's such a momentum going right now, there's a lot of pressure pushing against it. Yes. Excellent. Good. Thank you. Next, Linda. Where the energy is affecting your biology? Where is it going to show up, particularly in the next few weeks? Uh, yes. For me, it's been joints. 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 Never had joint pain, bone pain. Yep. All of a sudden, last couple of months, it's not good. Yeah. Why the joints? <laughs> I just think it's um, just um, the change, just like an anxiety feeling, and it's everything's all tight yes. right now. It just needs to be let out. And I'll give you a hand with that, uh, uh, a warm hand, <laughs> not an achy hand. Uh, when the energy comes into your uh, light body and your biology body, it comes in from different directions, but there is a tremendous amount of energy that collects in the joints, needs to, because the joints move uh, with the commands from the mind. So a lot of energy uh, is focused at that point. And this can be really good, particularly if, you're, if your biology is in harmony and you're doing things that open up your joints, your uh, yoga, other types of body movements, and it keeps it flowing. Stretching does seem to help. Mm. Yes. Running, stretching. Running, st yeah, stretching. But it hurts to run. <laughs> but, but absolutely. Uh, so try walking. Okay. <laughs> True. Uh, try things that are less punishing on your body. Just open, fluid movements is one of the best things, and it's going to take. Uh, it's going to allow the energy to move in the joints. Uh, but if if you spend a lot of time worrying about it, the energy just collects there even more and makes it more painful. Yeah, I haven't even wanted to ride my horse lately. It's just been yeah. you know, the ankles and. <laughs> yeah, and your horse is happy for that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the horse, no, the horse is yeah, actually sure. feeling some of your joint aches. Yes. Yeah, he probably yeah, Absolutely. Is. Yeah, good. Where else is it going to show up in your body? We have intestines. We have joints. Where else? Way in the back. Oh, here too. Where's the back? Yes. Um, my lungs. I, for some reason, it, it, I've, I've got it going on in my lungs. Yes. And, you know, it kind of ties to uh, probably a period about six years ago when, when a huge transformation started. And, and what happened with it was, <laughs> well, well, basically, I was, I, I, was I, got, I got a flu. Yes. And then, um, you know, I just I hadn't had a physical in a long time because I don't believe in getting physicals, but everybody gets physicals. So I did that. And they, bottom line is they found this. They, the, the doctor said, you've got the equivalent of stage four cancer. You've got the equivalent of stage four cancer, yes. you know, in your lung. And so I had this biopsy done. And I said, well, wait a minute. No, let me breathe, work on this energetically. And the doctor said, no. I said, yes. <laughs> and about two, two weeks later, I had this biopsy done. And they woke me up from the surgery and said, we found nothing. I said, well, gee, funny how that happens, yes. isn't it? You know? Yes. Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting. So why your lungs? What, what's well, well, happening what I down think there? It, what, what I think is, he, they said, oh, it's just a biopsy. In a couple of days, you'll feel fine. Yeah, a week later, I felt like I was kicked you know, by a few linebackers. And I still, 
the, the feeling of when they scraped around inside, for some reason, I can feel the scar tissue now Good. more than any other time. And it has to do with all the transformation, with the DNA wiring manifesting in a physical way. Good. Yeah. A lot of junk, energy junk, gets caught in the lungs. Um, and I'm not talking literal uh, material junk, but just energy junk tends to get caught down there. It's one reason why breathing always moves that energy through. Some of the junk gets caught in the liquids uh, in the lower part of the lungs. Breathing helps loosen it up. Good. And I'm not talking about spending hours and hours a day in breathing. If you spend five minutes a day in conscious breathing, it'll work miracles. Ten minutes will be phenomenal. Just some conscious breathing. It's not about how deeply you can breathe or how strong you can breathe or how long you can hold your breath. It is, should be like a river. It should flow. Gentle breath of compassion. When you breathe in, it should be the breath of loving yourself. You don't want to love yourself with a fist. You want to love it gently, gently. Bring it in, release. Bring it in, release. Andra, true? Good. Uh, next, where is it going to show up in your body? This week for me, it was in my ears. In your ears, why is that? Um, you addressed this a little bit with Dr. Davies this week. And yes. It's about our ears opening up and learning to breathe through them. Yes. Hearing in a new way. Yes. A uh, lot of, uh, yes, the ears, uh, because there's a lot going on right now as you expand your consciousness, you're expanding your sensory perception. So many of you are not listening, so it's going to affect your ears. You'll get ringing or you'll get ear aches or your, your uh, sense of hearing will seem to be fading out. It's just your body trying to get attention, uh, to listen, listen. Good. One more. What other areas of your body? And we want to need to talk about this. Uh, first of all, it's a pop quiz. Secondly, these are things that you're going through right now. Yes. Um, for me, it's been a lot in my neck yes. and my jaws. Neck and jaws. Why? Um, I, I think I have a lot to say. I yes. want to bring forth my creativity and my expression. Yes. And trying to formulate those words, I find at nighttime I clench my jaws. Yes. A lot. Um, and so. Why do you clench your jaws at night? Why? I think I'm chewing on a lot, chewing a lot of thoughts. I'll tell you in a moment also. Okay, yeah. Good. Yeah, please do. Yes, yes. Jaws, neck. I'm going to throw one up other on here that I've observed with uh, many Shambhara around the world. Uh, headaches, mostly related to the sinuses. Mm -hmm. Now, there's two reasons. One, you're becoming more sensitive to things uh, in the air, pollutants. Um, a, a little bit of allergy. So you're having more sinus problems, causing more headaches. But the real underlying energy cause for that is goes back to the breathing. First of all, you're not breathing consciously enough. Secondly, what you're breathing in now when you do breathe consciously is different. You're expecting it to be the same breath as before. And it's not. The breath is changing. In other words, the energy that you're breathing in is not the old energy or the old air. Literally, you're starting to breathe in a different type of energy. It temporarily throws the sinuses out of whack. They're trying to figure out what's going on. It causes a headache. As you continue, particularly the gentle breath, the very gentle breath, it starts to 
your sinuses start to adapt to the new energy, the headaches start going away. But yes, very, very observant. Stomach, number one thing. And Paul didn't say it, but it goes down into the bowels. Because this is your best natural release mechanism for your biology, naturally. And we, you know, humans um, smirk or chitter about it, but yeah, this is a release system. It's designed to get rid of a lot of the junk, and you're getting rid of a lot of junk right now. So if you have a little touch of diarrhea, a stomach ache, things just not feeling right, stomach flip-flopping, well, of course it would, because you're on this amazing roller coaster ride right now. So it's going to affect the stomach. So what do you do? Punt. Punt, yeah. <laughs> and what <laughs> first of all, not to worry. Not to worry. It's temporary. And the, the, one of the worst things that you tend to do is you get all worried about it. What's wrong with me? Nothing at all. Your stomach is clearing, it's going through its gyrations, you're expelling energy uh, and old stuff you don't need. Give thanks for it. Stop worrying so much about it. Breathe a little bit. We talked about water recently. Water is very good. But please, whatever you do, stop worrying about it. Stop wondering what's wrong. Assume, always assume, please, from here on, that you're doing it right. Always assume that. Innocent before being proven stupid. <laughs> Good. Next in the pop quiz. Next. Take a good deep breath and feel into this one. Where is it affecting with this energy, all these changes? Where is it affecting in your mind or your thoughts? Your mind or thoughts. What's happening right now in the mind and thoughts? Yes. Um, my mind goes crazy. <laughs> yes. Why? It Why? worries. Why? Um, I, it's trying to keep me safe because really? if, I, if I let go of that program, I don't know what's going to happen. Yes. Have you ever tried just to see? Moments, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how, how long of a moment? A few moments here and there. <laughs> and what, what happened? It's nice and quiet. Yes. So, so. <laughs> But this is good, and, and I'm not trying to uh, laser in on you, but you speak for many people. Why the worry, the uh, could we call it slight obsession? Good. Probably slight more obsession. Than slight, yeah. Yes, very slight, yeah. tiny, almost couldn't even spell it. Uh, <laughs> the worrying, the fear, it's just mental chatter. And if it wasn't that, you'd be doing crossword puzzles obsessively. It's occupying the mind. Why? What benefit are you deriving from it? Stop smiling, Mark. <laughs> what benefit are you deriving from it? None. Yeah, oh, none. <laughs> then you wouldn't be doing it. Well, I think in some way, I think it keeps me safe. From moving into something yeah, you different. Think, but, but what uh, – really, just let, let's do common sense here. What benefit is being derived? Because every one of you who has any sort of thing right now that's going on – I don't care if it's a financial thing, a health thing, uh, a slight obsession thing – I don't care what it is. 
but you are deriving some benefit from it. Otherwise, you would have let go of it a long time ago. It serves you somehow. Every one of you, look at yourselves for a moment. Whatever that is, you are deriving a benefit. It is serving you. And therefore, all is well in all of your damn creation, because it is serving you. It's doing something. You're loving it. Otherwise, you would have left it. So how is it serving you to have this? It's a distraction. It's a distraction, absolutely. But distracting from what? From me. Ah, so do you think maybe, maybe if you took that pause and stopped the, the, the mind chatter, and that's really all it is, it is a huge distraction, and it could be in the form of, as I said, doing crossword puzzles all the time or worrying about things, well, what would happen then? You would have to face myself. Good, good. Now, what would be the biggest fear about facing yourself? I wouldn't like me. I like you. Why wouldn't you like you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming I've done lots of bad stuff. Oh, you have. But that, <laughs> remember last month? That wasn't me. That's right. I had nothing to do with you. It's not. It's really. I can prove it scientifically that it was not you. Mathematically, scientifically, spiritually, philosophically, it was not you. You get a fresh start. So now, what is there to fear? I'll tell you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right when you were on the verge, that there's nothing there. I was going to say nothing. An empty yeah. suit. Yeah. yeah. What have you got to lose by trying? Falling into nothingness, yeah. into a void. It's going to happen sooner or later. If you die and there's really nothing, you're going to fall into that. So why not find out now, so you can enjoy the rest of your life, mm -hmm. when you discover that there really is something there, and it's not what you thought it was. That's the best part, and the toughest part. What's there is not what you have ever thought it was. Nothing like it at all. So uh, give it a try, really. Now, your mind's going to still want to stay occupied doing something because it's used to cranking out uh, energy and solving problems and that. But it could be channeled, huh? keyword, into something more uh, productive. There's no reason to worry. I, I, and I'm talking to all of you. I look sometimes at your lives and how much is occupied any given day on just worrying about something, things that are not going to happen. Haven't you figured that out by now? What you worry about generally never happens. It's, it's a spiritual law. Yeah. Good. But I'm afraid that what if I stop worrying and then that's the time it happens? <laughs> <laughs> then I'm I would, serious. I would say to you as a Professor Adamas, go for the experience. Really, go for the experience, everything falling apart. Or has I, it I, already? I've done that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So all that worrying blew everything apart, and you're still here. You haven't disappeared. Maybe there's something new to discover. Yeah. I'm going to challenge you, and we're going to have you up here next month. You are coming back, aren't you? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, after the, after the end of the world, of course, of course. If we're here. Yes. You know how many people have worried about the end of the world, build bomb shelters underground, and done all sorts of other crazy things? And you know, December 22nd is going to be a dark day for them, <laughs> a sad day. Why? Because they're going to say, I got it wrong again. I even got the end of the frickin' world wrong. 
I screwed up once again. So between now and next month, don't worry about anything. <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean, you think, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Sure you can, just choose not to. What do you do when worry starts coming over you? Sometimes I stop and I take a deep breath. Yeah, sometimes. And I, and I say to myself, this too shall pass. Yeah, well, there's two, it wasn't you. Not only pa- won't pa- isn't gonna, will pass, but it wasn't you. Mm. All the fears, all the worries are brought up by remembrances of things from the past, which are now irrelevant because we're going into a new energy. You see, so it really wasn't you. So when the worry comes up, you take a deep breath and kiss it. Just like Edith and I kissed before. Embrace it. <laughs> Never lived that one down. Embrace it. <laughs> Dive into it. Dive into it. You have nothing to worry about. Instead of letting it chase you around the block and through your dreams, dive into it. See what happens. It's just energy. You'll find out that the worry really is just a facade. It, it, stop. It, 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 that worry is just chasing you down the street, right in your tail. Just turn around and face it and see what happens. Don't battle it, though. Go into it. What's the difference? Battling is you're, you're becoming adversarial. You're trying to overcome it or overwhelm it, like there's a fight and there's really not. Just go into it. Walk right into it. Like, just walk right into it. And just try it. I will. Yeah. You probably will. Once. I will. <laughs> so for a whole month, and, and then next month, please, mm. tell everybody how magnificent you feel, how gorgeous you look, how at peace you are, and now you don't know what to do with all this extra energy. Yes. Okay. Good. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Edith wants to talk about… Yes. Linda's coming with a microphone. So the whole world can hear you. Uh-oh. What? <clears throat> pardon me. What if you have not been worrying and you and I I have not been worrying and I've grown a cancerous tumor in my yes. right breast? Yes. And I don't like that. Why did I do that? I'll let you answer the question if you stand up. Why? That's a that's a really good question because here we are, spiritual beings, and suddenly, boom, cancer. What's that about? I don't know. That's why I ask you. You do, you do know. Well, it's stupid. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah? Is it going to stop you, Edith? No. Good. And what are you going to do? Well, that's what I'm having a hard time deciding. Yes? Whether to get a lumpectomy or have the whole breast cut off. That, it doesn't really matter. That's not part of it. What are you going to do? Well, I'm just going to keep doing what I do. Good. And you know. choosing life. Yes, and, yeah, and breathing. And breathing. And, yes. and like Gail said before, don't go along with, with this concept that your body is, is going to be vulnerable to disease. Now, all of you, you, you've carried around a lot of energies that sooner or later are going to show up in a disease if you don't release it beforehand, if you cling on to it, clenching your jaw with it. There is cancer and other diseases in every one of your bodies right now, not to make you worried or anything, but there is. But it's just energy, and you don't have to go along with it anymore at all. I would like it to just be gone. I've been trying to release it, and my friend in Canada sent me some little sayings to say from the angels, and 
Uh-oh. Um, really? Really? Yes, you need really? It from a Canadian? <laughs> You've been hanging Re out with the humans too long. You're turning into a bigot. <laughs> no, I'm a consummate entertainer. Yes, you are. To keep you all alive. So... You know, really, that somebody really the, these little sayings from angelic beings, and you're repeating them. I'm not going to tell you. You'll make fun of me. I will never make fun of you <laughs> today. Edith and all the rest of you, really, really, how about just choosing health? How about getting out of your minds? Because the moment you start reading little things from angelic beings, I don't care how many times they tell you it was passed around the world and saved how many millions of people, which is not true anyway. The minute you are putting your power into something like that, your body is saying exactly what I just said. Really? Okay, I'll step back. Really? I have everything you need built in right here to heal myself. Your body is saying, I know how to bring in energy. I know how to rebalance. I know how to eliminate energies that really don't serve my biology anymore. But really, if you want to read little quotes from angels that the frickin' angels never said in the first place, okay, you have at it. You have at it. And we'll stop self-healing. We'll stop bringing in the energy. And we'll just let you go through your experience. No, I don't want to. I appreciate your reminder, and I know you're totally correct. Not totally. But I, I have been doing those things too. And How about taking I, a deep breath and saying, Dear body, I command you to serve me. I did In that. health, in <laughs> living. Dear any old energies that are here, aspects or whatever, I, I, I divorce you. I am, you are not me. I'm off on a new trail. What happened yesterday is you. I am that I am. I guess it's as simple I, as that. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Really? Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Okay. yes. You can heal yourself. Uh, I want to. Yes. Okay. No, no, you're going to. Okay. You have to. Yes, I, I do. I have to report to my Ascended Masters Club. And <laughs> they're keeping track of you, Edith. Okay. Yes. Thank I'm you. I'm your coach. Thank you very much. You are. You're my excellent and, coach. And the best thing, keep it simple. Don't, don't distract yourself with, we're going to talk about this in just a minute, where you are getting stuck right now, but don't distract yourself with anything other, anything that comes from outside of you. Okay. There, is, there is no holy water. There isn't. <laughs> no, uh, there there, there is either. not. Yes, there are some things that have a little bit of a value in getting you off of out of fear and off of dead center. But at a certain point, those some of those things, the the, the sacred waters, the whatever it happens to be, uh, Egyptian healing rods. Calder is telling me uh, <laughs> these type of things are ultimately a greater distraction than the small amount of healing that they ever do. It is you that are doing it. Right, yeah. My that's sister it. sent me a book full of alternative healing that's been driving me nuts. Yes. And, and alternative healing will have a, a radio show with Dr. Doug and Linda about alternative healing. There's some of it that is very good if you are the one basically 
prescribing it for yourself. If you are the one, because there are things, water does help, but not water bought by somebody that's charging $25 a liter and telling you it was blessed by some guru that doesn't even exist. That is a trick. Well, these are chemical things, like one thing's called protocell and it's made from herbs. And Yeah. But let's, let's all of us, on, on the biological thing, which we're going to be getting into in a few months, let's start with what you already have without anything from the outside. And no, it doesn't mean getting off of medications you're on now, but we'll, ex- we'll, we'll start getting away from those. We'll get the body back into the healing. Good. Now, where were we? Where else? Uh, showing up in your body. Uh, and then your mind. What else in the mind? Where does it affect the mind? Oh, Adamus, this is for entertainment value only. It's not medical advice. Well, it's really good medical advice. If doctors would listen, they would learn something. <laughs> it's advice for those in the medical profession. Very good. Yes. Short-term memory. Short-term memory. Why is that? Why is that? Yeah. I think it's... It's sort of relief from thinking. Yes. Yeah. Short-term memory. How about long-term memory? How about just memory? That's not too bad, but my short-term yeah. memory. Short-term memory. And wait, I wait, wait maybe an hour later, it'll come back. Yes. Do you remember what I say after a channel? Oh, I am there. You don't have to answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> the peanut gallery back there. Uh, why, why, the short-term, why the short-term memory loss? I think it's sort of a relief from something. From having to think, how about, having to deal how with about stuff. a changeover from mental system to creative intuitive system? A different type of knowingness, knowledge, wisdom. Long term memory is like uh, filing something on a computer, it's stored back there somewhere. Short term uh, is more about the feeling that you get. When you walk out of here, please don't remember what I said, but feel what you created for yourself. Ah, big difference. So the mind is changing its functions. Good. Uh, we'll, we'll stop there with our questioning on this, this portion of the pop quiz. There are a lot of changes going on right now, and then in the next few weeks they're going to affect the planet, your body, and your mind. Good. Let's take a deep breath with that. Moving on to the next subject. I'll go quickly. We have a lot to cover. Next subject. Right now, there is a knee-jerk reaction, a tendency to want to hang on, the, the jaw clenching. Yeah, that's all it is. You're holding on. You're, you're biting down like a dog and trying to hold on to something. And yes, it's going to affect the, the, the bones and, and your brain and, yes, your, your ability to ascend. No, joking. <laughs> I wanted to see if you were awake. It's also to a degree affecting your joints because you're just you're holding on to things, old things, because you can feel that things are changing. So there's this what I call knee jerk, uh, unnatural tendency to hang on uh, to whatever it is. You, you, you try to grasp and hold on to whether it's life itself or beliefs or the little that you might have left. You try to hold on to it. Don't. Don't. Let go. Let go. Let yourself fall into that abyss. Let yourself absolutely go into what you may fear to be darkness. 
That's a bold statement. I'm sure it's going to get quoted on the internet. (laughs) Why? Why? Because, dear friends, first of all, the more you hold on, the more it's going to hurt. And secondly, because you've already asked – you asked back in the days of Tobias – to go through this change. You cheer when I say, we're making progress. Look what we're doing. This is amazing. I'm a proud father when I go to the Ascended Masters Club. Yes, 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 we're doing it. But yet – and so it's going to happen, because you've asked for it. You've asked for it, yes. Yes. (coughs) But you're doing it trying to hold on, out of fear of what may happen next. I will challenge you between now and our next gathering in the new energy in 2013. Let go. That's, that's challenging. That's challenging. And what you're going to do – and this is psychic, Adamus – you're going to let go of a few things, but you're going to hold on to a lot more. You're going to think that I don't see. You're going to hold up, oh, here's what I let go of. <laughs> And, and then your pockets are still stuffed with old energy. It's not going it, to – this will not transition very well in the next few weeks of time. will not transition well, so you might as well let go of it. The fear is that you don't know what's going to happen. No, uh, let's erase that. That's the blessing, is that you don't know what's going to happen. Even though you're holding on for dear life, and you can just feel this whole vibration shaking everything up as you enter into this new era, you're still trying to hold on. Give yourself a gift and let go. Let go of what? Well, first of all, you let go of the, the mind uh, which you're, you're starting to do. You don't have to think anymore. And again, this will be taken out of context on the internet, which is good. A little controversy makes for a good Happy Ascended Master. <laughs> yes. Uh, can you imagine the awful things they used to say about Buddha? He left his family. He did. <laughs> Wife and children. He, le- he left his family's business. They had worked for generations to build that business. Who does that fat boy think he is? They said terrible things about him. Now they say really nice things about him. He's not controversial anymore, but I am. So <laughs> this is a wonderful time to just let go. It, 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 this is the time to let go so that you can soar. It's a little scary at first because you don't know what it means to soar. You don't know if you have wings. Are they strong enough? Where are you going to go to? Is the wind going to carry you? You take a deep breath say, I don't care. I, really, really. This I can guarantee you. This I will guarantee. You let go, you will discover the greatest things about yourself. You will understand the secrets of the universe. You will understand what I mean when I say, I am that I am. I will guarantee that in writing. Good. Mm, How does that work, your skeptical mind says. How does that work? What's, what do I get if the guarantee falls through? <laughs> you get an Adamus Freedom Award. Now you can buy one for how much? Twenty. Tw- 
20. These should be 100. <laughs> Who does your pricing? Abundance issues. Uh, speaking of abundance issues, I'm going to crawl into uh, Colder's pocket. I noticed that we had some stockings here. Oh, Santa Claus isn't coming, but I am. So we see this is for Larry. One dollar for all your troubles, Larry. One dollar. One dollar. And this one is for Hunter. Hunter, two dollars. He's younger. He has more years that he needs to finance. Now, Larry Hunter, come on over. So here you have the one damn dollar signed by me. Yes, both of them signed by me. Hunter, two dollars for you. Now, let's do a little bit of, of the old uh, fish and loaves thing right here. Okay, you do it. Fish and loaves, you know, Yeshua, hungry people, they're about to riot. No, no, you're going to give yourself more, and Hunter's going to give himself more. What do you do? All it is is. Yeah, that's going to help. So here, here is a little seed for you. No, no, this is serious. This is very. I mean, this is very real. So it's a little seed there that was planted. You hung the stocking in hopes that Adamus. <laughs> you hung the stocking. <laughs> Sometimes these things take a while. Yeah, I greedy, but pushy. Yes. So you put the stocking there. You you started the process. Said I'm ready. Is that what you said? Yeah. Good. And now it's been, it's been seeded. It's been seeded a little bit. Now, watch how this happens. It's very, very simple, very clear. So uh, do something kind of ceremonial uh, with your stocking. Uh, no, not that. Just not that. No, no. no. Uh, just uh, hold, it to your, hold it to your heart, both of you. Hold it to your heart. No, the stocking and the money. My money, your stocking. So now, and just hold it to your heart. And Wouldn't it feel good just to have abundance flow in? Wouldn't it feel good to get out of this kind of rot, this thing? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it it be nice just to move beyond that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, are you really choosing it? You're looking to see if there's more down there? (laughs) (laughs) So, so, and it will. And a thousand, ten thousand. A lot more. Will you bet Larry? Me? I'm not a betting. Oh. <laughs> so, so all, what do you do? Here you are. Camera's pointed at you. You and your son. Yeah. So, kind of an end, end of an era with abundance issues. So, okay, good. Now, just breathe that in. And just imagine now a flow of finance. Don't look at me. Feel that. Yeah, a flow. Your abundance coming to you. Your abundance coming to you. Good. Now, now really, I mean, really let it come to you. Uh, 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 you're up there. Really let it come to you. Yeah. You're saying, how? And boy, I'll put up with this just because we're on the air and everybody's watching. But I mean, really. Because you'll embarrass me if you don't. Okay. So, really, now, why not? What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? A dollar. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even mine, so I mean. Actually, three. So, 
let's just move beyond this. We don't have to do a lot of ceremony. Very simple, right here, choosing abundance. You, you put the stocking out. I put the dollar in. Here we go. Ready? Really? Now what do we do? I don't know the next step. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> choose it. That's all. Yeah, good. No, you choose to be abundant. Why limit it to be a million? Yeah, abundant. End of the problems with the abundance. Good. 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 Okay. It's that simple, Larry. In six months, please report back to the front. Ah, no pressure. No, no. It actually, the easy, actually the easiest thing he's done. But why has there been the abundance issue? Self-worth, yeah, but it manifests in abundance. At why? Because it served him somehow. Really, it served him somehow. Why? He gets to complain about something. Right? Right? When you're done with celebrity photo time? Yeah, it served you. You got to complain. You had a reason for not stepping out. You had an excuse. Those bastards, they have all the money and I don't. No, you got it now. I didn't give them a dollar to start their grand businesses or bring flow of abundance. Now you've got it. All you have to do, Larry, is let it grow. <laughs> do what you choose. Do what you choose. Good. I digress. Where were we? Oh, I, I want one more pop question quiz while we're on this, and then we'll move on to the next subject. Who's going to be your Biggest critic and skeptic in this work that you're doing with enlightenment. Who? Your biggest? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got it, Larry. <laughs> Who's going to be your biggest critic and skeptic in in this enlightenment ascension, living ascension? Uh, Pro- besides, probably besides. myself. That's, that's a good answer. And then who on the outside? But you're right, it will be you. Then who next? Whether it's a group or an individual. Uh, who's going to be the ones coming down on, let's say, you as a group? The people that are most stuck in their old beliefs. Which is? Religion, old yes. religions. Yes. Yeah. Scientists. Yes. Good. New religion. Good. Yeah. Other comments? Other, other, Linda, uh, microphone, please. Comments. Oh, from other people. Yes. Got it. Yes. <laughs> who, who is going to be the biggest critic and skeptic? I would say the siblings in my family. Yes. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, the people that don't want change. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. People who don't want change. Absolutely. Ooh. Yes. Good. One more, and I'll add mine. Yes. The people that don't want you to change because yeah, they benefit yeah, yeah. from who you are now. Well, they're invested in it, and they're yeah. also used to it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where, and also where there is going to be a tremendous amount of outside pressure, the, the ones who are particularly critical of you as a group are other New Age groups. Why? Well, for one thing, the, let, let's say the religious fanatics have already given up on you. No, they have. They have, they have absolutely given up on you. You went outside of their frame of reference and their possibility for membership. 
They don't want you anymore. You're off the radar. <laughs> so they're not even going to try. So they're not, they're not going to criticize. It's actually going to be the people who uh, claim to be spiritual, but that have been doing it for so long that they too have gotten into their old systems. They're going to be the first ones to say to you, really, living ascension? Really? You really believe the I, that the I am that I am? Really, you're doing all this and that? They're going to be the ones who are the most critical, also because so many of them are heavily invested in their religion, even though it's called New Age. Uh, now, obviously your family's also, but in a way they've kind of given up on you by now. <laughs> they figure you're really obstinate, really stubborn. Uh, at one point they thought this was just a, uh, a fad that you were going through. They, they hoped and sometimes even prayed that you'd just go, get over it, but now uh, they've kind of given up. Uh, and that's okay, because there's not quite as much pressure. Good. Let's move on to the next subject. Take a deep, good deep breath. Two more things to get through today. Uh, and if we could, Ricky, if you would come back to the board. And we're continuing with our end of the era pop quiz. There is a strong tendency to get stuck right now, stuck in this whole process of enlightenment and ascension. What is causing you or other Chambre to get stuck? What are the things that are getting you stuck? And the reason why I want you to talk about this so you can see that it's not just you. You can see that these are just the stickies. You can see that they're, in a way, a big illusion, and they're very temporary. And I want you to think that this is going to go on forever and ever. But where are you getting stuck right now? Linda, on the microphone, please. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Here we are. <laughs> where are you getting stuck? Uh, I would say in the mind that really doesn't believe that it can happen. Really? Good. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Why doesn't it believe? The mind. Yeah. I think it wants to stay the way it is. In, and it wants in proof. The, in the safe part. It wants, it wants the proof. That yes. It wants that manifestation instantly in front of you, whatever it yes, is. Yes, absolutely. Yep. That, that then you know that it can happen and, yes. and enjoy it. Yes. And I know we all are tired of being this close to being there. It's time to go forward. Yes. Yeah. And, and get on with it. Yeah. Which brings up a very good point in what we're talking about right now. But why not? Why not? Uh, and, and this is what we're talking about. The mind says, give me absolute proof. Uh, I don't want to walk into some dark abyss. The funny thing is that the way the, the true spirit and creativity works is there is no proof. And it, the, the, let's call it the creative actually doesn't want proof. It wants the experience of going into it. So there, there's this huge conflict going on. Absolutely. Yeah. It's getting better, though. It's getting better, yeah. Yeah, good. Where else are you getting stuck? Good. I'd say – oh, I have to stand up. She's making yes. me. Um, I'd say for me it's expectations. 
we have an ex I have an expectation of yes. how I should be if I am evolved. Yes. You know, what does that look like? Good. And I, I shouldn't have gotten so angry over, you know, that's not allowed, which yes. you've subsequently told us. That's just being truth of who you are, what you're feeling. Yes. And then realizing what was that about? Eh. You know, it's just a process. Expectations. And I'm going to ask Ricky to put in parentheses, I'm going to call it modeling. I'm going to talk about that before the end of the day. Modeling. Uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Expectations. Good. Thank you. Other things. Where are you getting stuck? Where are others getting stuck? I'm, uh, I've been self-employed all my life. And yes. The last three years sold out and kind of uh, surrendered. And I've always been goal-oriented. Yeah. And I've tried to let go of the goals yes. um, to completely surrender. And I'm just... Uh, waiting uh, for instructions. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> uh, who is going to give you those where, instructions? Uh, inspiration. It, it, it's always hit me yeah. alongside the head before, like a brick. Yes. And it's just like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. Yes. And and it's just like, okay, I'm yeah. ready. Yeah. I'm getting bored. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I want it, something to happen. It, oh, it will. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get on with it. <laughs> yeah, that I will guarantee. Let's get on with it. <laughs> it will, but then you can't complain to me about it. Right. Uh, no, let's get a complaint. So uh, I'm, I'm going to um, put it in, in terms of, uh, you, you call it goal orientation, but if I could revise that slightly. There's still a huge tendency to look to the old place for the answers. Uh, you know, where is the passion? You go backwards and look. Where are the answers? You go backwards and look. You had a very uh, interesting, odd, funny, haha, <laughs> to me, time. You can't go back. No. You don't know what's forward, so you don't know what to do. And, and that's exactly where you should be. Take comfort in, and, and you're not going to be stuck there forever. You'll never be stuck longer than I was stuck in my crystal, but that's where you're at. And it's actually a perfect time, uh, very, very perfect, because it's a transition out of one state of looking to the past. Uh, and, and that brings up something very large for all of you. The answers no longer are in the past. No. Uh, yes, you could, you could argue and say that the, on a very mundane level, the stoplight's going to be in the same place it was yesterday for a little while, uh, those type of very detailed things. But your answers, uh, your guidance answers, your life, uh, where's the passion, uh, uh, what, is, what is really going on kind of answers, uh, will not come from the past anymore. That's kind of been shut down. That road's closed now. can't go back that way. You keep trying. It's frustrating. Then you get stuck. There are answers, but they're not on the same vibrational level is where you've been going in the past. So therefore, you're, you're tuned to saying, yeah, but I used to have this feeling. You have a feeling, but instead of being here, now it's here. But you're still looking here. See? So what to do? Take a deep breath. Enjoy some time off here, because you're going to be real busy. In a good way. Wonderful Yeah, way. I believe that. Yeah, I, yeah. I believe that. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Good. It's just hard to in limbo, not knowing, not knowing having why, any why is idea. It, uh, let, let's stop there. Why is it hard to be in limbo? Unless um, you're Catholic. 
<laughs> Sorry? Unless you're Catholic. Oh, I'm trying to quit. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> never been to church in my life. Thank you. Anyway. Um, but, but you say, you know, it's hard to be in limbo. Yes, but isn't it being in this kind of a no thing transition time, isn't it also a good time to do whatever you want to do or yeah. do nothing? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of a pause, it's kind of a break. Yeah, so. it is a break. Good. It's been a break. I'm ready to go to work. <laughs> Plan. Do what I yeah. want to do. Good. So. Great. Uh, Linda would take the microphone. What else? Where else are you getting stuck right now? Uh, I would say for me it's patterns of uh, um, patterns of I start to do something and I'm such a big follow your bliss person, but then I start going down a road and I do feel blissful, but then I'm like, wait a minute, this seems a lot like what I did before, but repackaged and that didn't really ever manifest yes. in the way I thought it would. So it's that big question of why does this look so much like a pattern that I was at before? So was it uh, bliss uh, chasing or, or? <laughs> no, I think it's just because I yeah I don't set goals and I just um, yeah I do I wake up and I do what feels like I should want to do that day. And you're stuck in that. But that part feels pretty good. Right, right. What yeah. part doesn't feel good? When I mentally think this looks a lot like a different package of what I did like two years ago gotcha. or something. Good, good. So. Is there a certain but comfort? I know it's mental. A certain comfort in that? Well, there's a kind of a discomfort in a way. Yeah. Because it's like ah, just kind of like a hamster on, on the, yeah, on the yeah. wheel. Yeah. Definitely. Good. So, uh, a few more. Where uh, where are you getting stuck right now? Where are you getting stuck? And, and there's nothing wrong with getting stuck. Uh, it, it's actually what I'm going to say is a natural part of enlightenment. It's going to happen. It, it, it depends how long it's going to happen for, but it's going to happen because of convergence of energies, a changing of energies, everything else going on. Energy is going to get kind of stuck, and it's okay. We talk about it, we discuss it. You say, ah, it's not that big of a deal. Where else? In not having as much fun as I could. Yeah. So. What would you like to do to have fun? Um, there's a ton, especially with horses. Yeah. And Good. animals. Good. Excellent. Why aren't you having fun? I notice an old pattern of attracting and then, you know, it kind of shows up and disappears. And I mean, do you feel guilty about having fun? Guilt uh, with fun or just not enough time for fun? Uh, would you open some doors, please? No, I've, uh, so I've created a lot of balance and a lot of time. You can open that one a little bit more. Energy's a little heavy in here. Yeah. It's stuck, exactly. So what do we do? We open the front door and the back and door. Breathe. It's real simple. <laughs> Enlightenment has its privileges. <laughs> it's so wise. I saw Kathumi, he closed that door. Kathumi, keep it open. So what else? Uh, yeah, so you're uh, no fun. Why? It's not no fun. I have a lot of fun. I just yeah. know there's so much potential for so much more fun. Okay. There's so much available. Yes. But where are you stuck with that? Is there, are you not have? <laughs> are you not having fun with that? I'm watching the door. <laughs> it's 
I I just know there's so much more, and it is. Are you? What are you going to do? And what are you going to do? I'm going to have fun. Good. Thank you. Good. <laughs> it's about as simple as saying, or "Open the doors." A few more. Where are you getting stuck, Shambra? And you are stuck, and that's okay. But where are you getting stuck? This is, this uh, enlightenment, ascension stuff, isn't necessarily easy. Uh, there are many who are going to take a lot, a lot of lifetimes to go through it, uh, and you're doing it very fast, and you're going to get stuck. You're going to get frustrated, Gesundheit. So, I don't feel that I can trust myself yes. totally. Yes. I go. Like a trust. Yep. Good. Thank you. Next door. One or two more. Um, this strong sense that I'm going someplace I've never been, yes. ever, 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 ever. ever. Yeah. and I'm hesitant to go there. Yeah. Why? Because I've never been there. Because yeah. I, I don't know whether it's because I've done, I've been here so many times, done so many things that there's, there's a familiarity to Every think. place you've gone, you've gone there the first time. I guess, but this That's is. That's ascended master wisdom. Yeah, but this one, this one is like. This is makes you really think. <laughs> uh, what but, I'm saying but, is, what, but, you've what gone is it about this, But what is it about this one that feels so completely? Like, yeah, you've gone poor. a lot of a lot of places for the first time. Every place you've gone to, you've gone for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll ask you another ascended master question. <laughs> if you leave through the door here, you walk to the end of the parking lot down the road, come back in this little road on the side, walk back in the door, sit down in your seat. Have you gone anywhere? Yeah, no. Well, I, that's I, Yeah. This is what we do in the Ascended Masters Club. We <laughs> is, so this why, bored. Is, this, is this why we get headaches? This must be why we get headaches. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the answer, my, my answer is I contend that, yes, you have. Yeah, Even though you've come back to the same seat that you left in, you had the experience of walking out the door, seeing the sky as it is right now, watching the cars go down the road, wondering what the hell we're talking about back here, talking about you, and, and going through all that. So when you come back, you have gone somewhere. When you sit down in that seat, you are a different Good person, person than, than the person that left. Absolutely. So That's have fun. True. We'll see you in about six minutes. Okay. <laughs> no, it's great. Wear a jacket. It's getting cool out there. Close the door behind you. It's getting cool in here, too. Well, this would be a great experience. You, you might reach enlightenment while you're out on this little walk. <laughs> That's so what? <laughs> sure, sure. No, it'll be fine. And Dave, could you get a few yeah, for the record? The yeah, yeah, but not of the car. <laughs> and close the door behind you. Two more. Where are you getting stuck? Where are you getting stuck? I am getting stuck <clears throat> uh, trying to figure out why I am bringing pain into yes. my body. Yes. And it just seems like it goes from one hip to the other hip. Yes. And it affects my walking, which I used to do all the time, yes. and which I would love to be able to do. And even though I tell myself I can heal myself, yes. I haven't figured out how I do that. Well, because you don't really believe it. You tell yourself that, but you don't really believe it. True? So I guess so. So no. what, how, do you, how do you get over that? 
A couple of things, and this is an issue, and thank you, because you're not just bringing up these things about yourself. You're helping many others to understand. Uh, the pain, what is it? It's a distraction. It's mm -hmm. a distraction. So you, you riddle yourself with pain. Suddenly, how, how can you possibly focus on enlightenment if you have physical pain? Mm. Yeah. So the question is uh, kind of a question, and I'm going to give you the answer also. The question is why do you bring this into your body? Because it's uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason for it. There is a reason. And I'm not going to, it's a little bit personal, so we'll skip over that. Um, the personal reason for it. Maybe we won't skip over it. <laughs> if we knew, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> but the answers are sitting right in front of you, every one of you. And that's one of the getting stuck that you have. I don't know the answer. You do know the answer. Please sit down for a moment. Both of you, neither one of you want to go without the others. Without the other. Neither one of you want to hit enlightenment without the other. Both of you. It's a great love story. It truly is. None of you, neither of you want to go into enlightenment without the other. So what do you do? You're going to go into whatever it is together. You've created that out of love, out of compassion for each other out of never wanting to be separated again like you have been in the past. But you brought pain and physical imbalance into your lives, both of you. The fact is that both of you individually will have your enlightenment by yourself, not dependent on each other, I'm sorry. But you can actually do it at about the same time. You can stay together. You're never going to have to lose each other again. You'll both be sovereign and you'll both be together. That simple. The answer is sitting right there. Look what you're both doing. Deep breath. You don't need to do it this way, is what I'm saying. You don't. You really don't. You can clear those medical issues. I don't care what the doctors say, because there's energy that will support you. It's about honoring yourselves. It's about letting go of the fear that you aren't going to be together anymore. And there's a deep fear that when you become sovereign, that you might just say goodbye to the other one. But this is the new energy way of doing it, and I'm going to use this to segue into the next and last part of the discussion, and the most important. Everything has been leading up to this. You don't have to do it like the Masters have done in the past. You've got this thing – next page, Ricky, please – called modeling. Modeling. It is where I contend most of you are really stuck right now. There's a lot of sub-issues in this whole thing. But you're modeling after what has come before you. Your perception of enlightenment it's not going to be that way. I don't care what you think your perception is. It's not going to be that way, other than perhaps free, being free. But I contend also that you really don't know what it's like to be free. 
you have very limited, confined concepts of freedom, really. So you, you imagine freedom, and, and the, I feel your energy when you say, yeah, yes, I want to be free. Now you want to be a little less of a slave, but not totally free. <laughs> so you carry a model of what it's like to be enlightened. Could you please, starting from this moment, let that go? Because it's not what you think at all. The model that you have is something based on the guys I hang around with. And all of us <laughs> – and yes, women as well I – use, I use the, the term guys in a Midwest United States way. Everybody's a guy. Isn't that kind of strange? That's just wrong, yes. <laughs> the esteemed beings that I hang around with. They do not want you doing enlightenment like they did or like I did. They have no concept of living ascension. That's why if you go to them and ask them about what it's going to be like or what it is like right now in a quasi-enlightened state, you know what? They have no idea. Don't believe them if they start giving you advice. Don't even believe me. Because you're doing it different. The energy, particularly starting with this event of December 21st, but actually going way back when, the energy is very different. Consciousness is different, and the word enlightenment is different. When I say enlightened master, most of you have some image of a guru sitting up on top of a mountain in total bliss. You know what? I'll tell you right now one thing I do know by watching you. You, as an enlightened being, are not going to be a bliss ninny. You're not. <laughs> bliss ninny. Would you write that, Ricky? You're not going to hang around public restrooms in white robes, uh, uh, sprinkling smoke and water on people. No. You're going to be real. You're going to be in life. You are going to be more clear and more arrogant and stronger than I am with you. You're, no, truly. Why? Because as an enlightened being, Living on the planet, your tolerance level is going to be low. And you probably thought enlightened beings would just have all this patience. Not at all. You're going to have less patience than I do. You're going to, you're going to, when somebody comes to you and starts spewing macchio all over your newly shined expensive shoes, you're going to cut them off faster than I've ever been rude to you in the micro, at the microphone. Why? No patience. Why? Because you are going to know it can be done. There are no excuses. You did it. You know, the, the worst uh, person against smoking is one who used to smoke, Caldra. Why? Because they know you can quit. They don't have patience for it. Everybody else says, well, maybe we should give them some space to smoke. The ex-smoker is like, put it out now. The ex-muggle is, I don't have time for your stories. 
and neither do you. I do not have time for your feeding that you are trying to do on me right now, and I call you on your game, you vampire. You're going to be terrible. You're going to make me look like a saint, which I am. You've been modeling yourself after – and I'm sorry here – children under 18, please walk away from the internet right now. You've been modeling yourself after Yeshua. Oh. Uh, please. That is not uh, – not Andra. Uh, she knows. That is not a good example. It's actually not necessarily what really happened either, but along the way there are certain beings and religions and churches that said, yeah, boy, that's what we'll do. We'll put them on a cross like you ever try doing something bad. And it was about human suffering, really. That's, that's not what Yeshua wanted. So there is this model also of Yeshua as this uh, this holier than thou being. He wasn't. He fornicated. He drank. He got drunk and puked. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, he really did. And, and he told racist jokes. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. I knew you couldn't go the whole meeting he without did. getting to me. Ah. <laughs> oh. He told. Politically incorrect jokes oh. about the Romans. <laughs> Wouldn't you have if you lived in Jerusalem back then? Hey, did I tell you about the Roman who? So you, that's a model that's imprinted into many of you. And then you hear the stories of walking on water. That was totally fabricated, totally fabricated. And the stories of the healing, Yeshua was the first to say he wasn't a healer, but he knew how to bring out the healing within you. Mm. He knew how to get so laser-focused, and he wasn't necessarily nice about it. A beggar or, or a, a sick person would come up to him. He didn't do the, oh, you poor thing, but he's like, are you going to heal yourself or not? And he would look them straight in the eye. And when they started doing the mumbo-jumbo, he would laser-focus on them until they felt it within themselves. And then he would basically say to them, when I see you next time, you better be dead or healed. <laughs> that uh, You laugh. That is what you're going to be doing, because you're not going to have the patience for all the games all the feeding that's going on, all the excuses. What we're going through here today, my dear friends, we're talking about getting stuck. We're talking about the other things. We're taking it pretty nice and slow, unless you're new online. You've probably already tuned out by now. <laughs> we're going slow. You're not going to have the patience for it. You're going to say, get rid of the old models, the old concepts of what you thought enlightenment is going to be. Let those go. This state of perfection or turning uh, lead into gold or any of the rest of those things. It's all child's play. And the funny answer is yes, you can actually do that in enlightenment, uh, but you don't run around using that to prove that you're enlightened first. Say, when I learn to turn lead into gold, then I'll know I'm enlightened. Other way around. Other way around. It's about enlightenment. Now, 
There are other models, Buddha, uh, which I just mentioned. Buddha did it with a lot of suffering, which you don't need to do, but somehow you like to walk in Buddha's shoes or sandals, walk along that same path. Why? Buddha gave up his family and then tormented himself mentally more than physically, but physically for sure. You don't need to do that. So let us and just think for a moment of the other supposed masters. And Think first, let's be real practical. Think of the funny clothes they wore, the masters that have come before you. When you think of a master, you think of funny clothes uh, sheets and towels and turbans and funny things like that. Wasn't that in style then? Uh, yes, th- yes, it was. It was. It was in style. But you still think in terms of that. Uh, begging wasn't in style, but you still think in terms of that. In, in other words, the the, uh, the poor master. You think in terms of, of giving up everything uh, and, and having nothing, walking around as a beggar. Why? I am here today. My primary message is this. The Ascended Masters and I have gathered together. We've taken a look at what's going on. We've compared our notes from our different groups. And I have to say we're doing pretty good over here at the spirituality with Altitude. Altitude. So we've said, what, what, is really, what is really holding people back right now? A lot of it uh, – we could write books. We will write books about it. So many reasons for getting stuck. Uh, and, and it's natural. But right now there's also a little bit of a modeling issue or template. Who are you, you going to look up to? There's not a lot of them, are there? It's going to be you. It's going to be you. So you can start defining to a degree what enlightenment is going to be like for you without having to go back to the old standards. My point today is you are going to become the standards for others. You are going to become the standards for others. One of the biggest reasons for getting stuck is who do you look up to right now? Let's say that tomorrow Paul suddenly ascended, but stayed in the body. Maybe you already have. But let's say suddenly, and he had a, this glow around him, and, and just, you could just sense it and feel it. And he didn't have to say anything. He just stood there with that <laughs> look. And, but suddenly, it would change everything in this room because suddenly you'd say, somebody did it. Paul did it. Paul. Let's follow Paul. <laughs> Bye, Adamus. <laughs> you become followers of Paul. If you had a, 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 an actual standard right now, one person, that you'd say, ah, oh, it can be done. But they haven't come out to you yet. There have been a few. There have been a few. They're wise. There was one recently, a young man in Brazil, very young man. Nobody knows about him. He wasn't part of a spiritual group. He lived in a small village. Obviously, he'd been working up to this for lifetimes. He didn't have coaching. He didn't have uh, the, the benefit of Crimson Circle. Suddenly, he just walked into it. He's going to stay quiet for a while, quiet, 
for a lot of reasons. But if you had one of you that suddenly walked in here next month, suddenly you all knew that this person just got it. It would give you a, a, a model or a template. You'd feel better about, oh my God, I can take that leap. I can go into that dark space. I can let go of all my fears and I'm going to be okay. It's probably not going to happen because you're probably all going to do it at about the same time, general time frame. But I can tell you right now, it will be good. Eh, no, it's wrong. It'll be uh, – you use words like awesome, amazing, highly overused words – it will be beyond. It will be so beyond. And it is going to happen. You're a little stuck right now. You don't have uh, a good role model out there. You don't have a lot of other beings who have done it with grace and ease. The Master's before you, suffering and pain. You don't have a lot of good standards by which to think in terms of your own enlightenment. So let us start creating that. Let us start putting together the attributes, which we've talked about in some of our workshops, but things that you, as enlightened Masters walking on the planet, are going to want to share as standards with others. Abundance. Yes. Don't feel guilty about abundance. I just heard somebody say, but that shouldn't be on the top of our list. Why not? Why not? Why not? You know why? Why not? Because that list, or whatever you want to call it, those, those attributes are going to constantly move around. It might be number one today. It might be number ten tomorrow. It's very dynamic, very rolling. And the, the attributes of an enlightened master being in a relationship where they can both be sovereign, they don't have to wait for each other anymore, being, in a re- being sovereign. And hear this carefully where you don't have to be in perfect physical health and you don't necessarily walk through walls. You still have that, that uh, concept. There's going to be times where even an enlightened being gets a little sick. Uh, It's a biological rejuvenation process, but you're stopping yourselves right now saying, I can't, my body, uh, you know, I've got cancer, uh, my bones ache, I have certain things. You can be a great enlightened master and still maybe not have that biology all caught up and healed yet, but you'll also (laughs) learn to value what it's like to be in biology and you'll allow underline, allow the healing to finally take place. The, uh, the enlightened master, the, the templates that you are going to – the standards that you're going to be creating, you don't have to wear funny clothes or, or be of constant service to all of humanity or any of those other things. So when we come back in the new energy, in a month, when we come back, after going through the <clears throat> interesting experiences that we listed here before, when we come back, start listing those attributes and living them. Not just list- listing, but living those attributes. The new Ascended Masters. The world needs standards more than anything else. Wouldn't it be nice if you had had a bunch who are standing right here in front of you? You could ask questions too. You could touch and poke their bodies and <laughs> ask what it was like. The ones coming after you will have that in you, in you. Right now you've, you've relied on these methods – channeling, information, things like that. 
But the ones coming after you will have you as the teachers and the standards. You get a little stuck right now, and right now more than any time is natural to get a little stuck in enlightenment. Energies are converging. They're strong. Your body reacts. Your mind goes a little crazy. You have a little abundance issues, which in the long run aren't going to mean anything, Larry. Get a little stuck. You take a deep breath. And you know what I'm going to say next, because it's 5 (laughs) o'clock. Take a deep breath and you remember that all is well in all of creation. And so it is. All right. Happy old energy. And so it is. Thank you. And happy birthday. So I invite you now, with all you are, for the joyfulness, the outrageousness, the brilliance. Will you, as the creator of this breath, will you receive it so deeply into every fiber of you? Feel that. So much joyousness coming into the core of you. Cells and muscles are giggling. Will you breathe it in and allow this for you? Feel that. As the master that you are who is creating, will you breathe it in? Breathe it so deeply with this joyous yes. One breath at a time to receive it and release it it is a dance it is a dance of celebration falling so in love one breath at a time one breath at a time the love affair grows bigger sweeter one breath at a time Breathing so deeply, oh yes, joyous breath, yes, yes, for you. Thank you. Thank you, Norma. Thank you to Jeffrey Hoppe for channeling this Adamas Saint-Germain message, whether you watched it on the Crimson Circle website crimsoncircle.com, or you listened on the Crimson Circle website, or the Awakening Zone website, or you found us on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us. A special thanks to our live audience for being willing to interact with Adamas in the way of style and grace that you do. So happy holidays to you all. Thank you, everyone. We look forward to seeing you the first Saturday in January, same time, same place. Thank you all.